Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Show here on Rome Business Radio. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios in beautiful downtown Rome, Georgia, on Broad Street. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. I'm Carly Parker with the Rome Floyd Chamber. And today on our show, we have the lovely Miss Evie McNeese. Yay! We're Thank so excited you. to have you. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? I'm fine. I hope y'all are well. That, 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 that was our fake crowd. Just for, for our listeners, that's not a real crowd. <laughs> Although Love you can it. you can walk by on Broad Street and peer in at us through the windows here at Hardy on Broad. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for being here. So um, we're continuing the Chamber's business resource series. Yes. So uh, to help people out with all kinds of questions. And our area of expertise today is math. <laughs> uh, love math. It makes sense. <laughs> uh, so accounting is your expertise. So um, you want to get us rolling here? Or we just... Yeah, so as a small business, you, you, oh, I'm sure a lot of small businesses come to you. What are some of the questions that you deal with the most? I know, obviously, like probably payroll, tax liability, tax uh, reductions or write-offs, I guess. Um, anything, and then like your financial reporting. Do you deal with all of that? What's the best way to go about it? Wow. I know this is a lot of questions. <laughs> that's, that's so the, we'll That's the just... whole show. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's excellent. No, um, businesses do come to us or uh, people who want to start businesses. And, and that's where we really prefer people start. Um, when they have their idea, when they know what they want to do, um, but they don't know how to move forward. It's always great to have the people come before they start their business, before they miss some things that they should have done during the time of planning. So they'll come in and they'll say, we have this business that we we want to start, um, and we'll have a a long conversation, you know, what type of business is it? Um, And when you say type of business, are you talking like an LLC versus a sole business? No, at, okay. at this point, we're very basic. Okay. You know, are you going to um, have a retail store? Are okay. you going to have a service industry, do something in the service industry? You're going to have a restaurant. Whatever their um, idea and dream is, we start with that. Okay. So, yeah, and I don't know if a lot of people know that maybe the very first step of opening a business is talking to an accountant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because... It, you know, you can easily miss something that needs to be done, and sometimes before you will even open. So we like to get people to come in and, and talk about what their uh, dream is. So they come in, we talk about it. Then we'll go to something like, are you a sole proprietor? You know, or do you want to be incorporated? Uh, how about an S corporation? How about a partnership? And this is where your advice on like tax breaks, does that go into all of that? Well, at that point, not really. Okay. That's just how you want to be set up and how you want to be taxed. And I'll go into that in a little bit. Um, So we determine exactly how they want to be classified as their taxation business. Let's put it that way. So then, you know, we find out, well, are you going to have employees or, um, you know, what kind of liability do you have? Things like that. Um, They say, yes, you know, we're going to have employees. You know, how many employees are you going to have? 
how often are you going to pay them? You know, these are the things that you need to get from the employee. First of all, you need all their paperwork that uh, tells the uh, business owner exactly how to, um, you know, withhold their federal and state, you know, FICA and Medicare is, is set. <laughs> yeah, that's the old joke. Somebody gets their paycheck. Who is this FICA person and why are they getting part of my pay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the federal and the state is theirs. You know, they, it's just put back. FICA and, and Medicare, um, with, the, with an employee, um, they pay one half of the 15.3% and the employer pays the other half into the federal government. The, the federal and the state that you have withheld uh, will be applied to your tax return when you um, file your taxes for that that year. Yeah. I didn't mean to get you off on some of the weeds of FICA, but uh, it's, it's just some of the, some, it, it is one of the things you were talking about, you know, getting started. The small business person has their passion for cooking or selling dresses right. or whatever. And, you know, they got to realize when, if they pay somebody, say, $1,000 a week, 52 grand a year, it's not 52 grand a year to their bottom line. There's dollars above that coming out of their bottom line in order to meet those tax burdens. Well, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Because first of all, they have the 7.65% of the FICA and Medicare. That's- <laughs> 7.6. You memorize all this, Carly? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll get to replay it when yeah. I need it. <laughs> just because these numbers just. <laughs> I, I know. And that's why I, I love math. I love it. It just all makes sense. So the, so the small business person, they they seven point six five percent on top of, of whatever the of salary what, is, right? Okay, and then they pay state unemployment and federal unemployment. Okay, so you have those two. Um, that is also part of employer taxes. Okay, um, what are those numbers? Well, with the uh, federal <laughs> unemployment FUDA, it's point oh oh six of the um, amount up to $7,000. On the unemployment, I mean, on the state un- unemployment, um, it starts out at 2.7% up to the first $9,500. Um, and that can either increase or decrease depending on, um, you know, if you have a lot of turnover or if you're very stable. The Department of Labor, you know, can make those changes. Um, so it's, it's really a lot of extra taxes that people don't realize that they have to pay. You know, they think they pay the 52,000 that you were saying, but it's, it's more than that. And that's per employee. Right. So, yeah. So each employee that you have up to $7,000 and $9,500, um, you have to pay, Every year. Well, I'm smiling as you rattled off those numbers because it's like we're giving her a quiz. <laughs> she <laughs> but, is very good at her but, job. And, and I, I know there's a specific reason it had been thought out through time, you know, forever. But those numbers just seem so arbitrary to when you hear them out loud. That's true. <laughs> they just, you know, 7.65, you know, <laughs> why not 7.6 or 7. You know, it's, I know that they fought those fights and that's politics. And I guess they, exactly. they, they, they get haggled over and all that. Exactly. So, so anyway, back. Back to back to uh, starting a business when people come to see you and I, we got down to the weeds and I got you off track. And no, Car- Carly had a good line of questioning going. Nope, that, that's that's perfectly <laughs> so, fine. So what are the next so, steps? I mean, it's good to know. I mean, a lot of absolutely employers might know not might not know that 
if, okay, well, I want to start out with five employees, they might not be able to afford five employees. That's right. And so this is where, again, accountant's advice is great because you can kind of look at their cash flow and all of that and kind of be like, well, that can be a goal for you in maybe two years, but right now we cannot. That's right. You can't take on that burden. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, so we look at everything that that else that they have to pay. They're going to have to pay insurance, liability, workman's comp, um, you know, their startup expenses, inventory that they'll have to buy up front, rent, rent, um, you know, or mortgage payment if they've bought the building. So there are a lot of expenses that you may not think about, equipment that you might need. Um, And also with equipment and things that we capitalize, um, there's depreciation. So, you know, it's a non-monetary expense in a the expense itself for depreciation, but you know, we can take that into consideration. And so th- there's a lot of things, especially the first 5 years of a business. If they usually say if a business can survive for 5 years, they're probably going to be okay as long as they have great management and great employees, you know. Um but that's when you, they really need an accountant to, you know, help them out. Like you said, with the financial statements, if you don't know where you are financially, you can't move forward. Mm-hmm. You don't know, um, you know, if you're going to have enough money to make payroll. You don't know if you're going to have enough money to, um, you know, pay your expenses. So if you have an accountant who you're working with on a monthly basis, you sh- make sure that that accountant is available to you during the month also. You know, I give people my cell phone numbers and the, the office that I'm working in now because questions don't cease. You, there's going to be questions day and night. Um, so I tell them, you know, you've got to call, get the answer, let me know what's going on. If anything new, different, my thing is anything new, different, changed, I have to know because then we can make plans. If not, then then we don't know, you know, where you're going. And with the financial uh, statements, you know, it gives you the balance sheet, which gives you your assets, you know, everything that you own, your liabilities, if you have loans that, that are outstanding, and your um, equity, the, then then we'll give them a, a we call P and L profit and loss or income statement, and that will give all of their income and a list of all of their expenses, so we know where their um, net income or net loss is. So um, you know we work very diligently with the the client, with their bankers, with their insurance people, and with their attorneys. Um, so it's a community of people that work with new business owners. Um, so it's, you know, it's vitally important if you're going to start a business to, to work with these people because you'll, you'll miss some things along the line. So I know a lot of businesses that might not have accountant full, full time, but maybe do right. QuickBooks like a software and then have a bookkeeper. Can you kind of explain how maybe even if you don't have an accountant every month, Maybe you should look into it, but if you don't, how maybe even checking in with an accountant before tax season comes in, how that's super important. Absolutely. Um, A lot of people, they'll use 
um, Quick In, Quick Books, uh, Sage, which was the old peach tree, or there are many other software programs that are out there that are that are good. Um, and and they keep up with their own checks and their um, expenses, and you know they do their bookkeeping. Um, and when they do, you know, if I feel that they're I shouldn't say capable. They're very capable. But if that's how they want to do it, then check in with me like every quarter. You know, let me look at your books. Let me see, you know, what's going on. Let me see if you need to make estimated tax payments. You know, if mm-hmm. your business is really doing well and you're making uh, profits, you may not be, you know, it, say if you're in, uh, an S corporation, um, you, you're not having anything withheld. So you may need to make quarterly estimated tax payments. If you don't, the the IRS is a pay-as-you-go system. So as you make the money, the taxes are due. Okay. Now, you can wait till the very end, not make any, but then your um, chances of having penalties and interest are, are much higher if you're, you know, making good profits. So that's why I tell people, just check in with me. Let me talk to you. Let me just see what's going on. If we need to make some changes, let's do it. If we don't, continue the way you are. But definitely, um, if you're not going to do it every quarter or twice a year, then I definitely suggest a November uh, meeting and let's go over everything. Give us a month to figure out. Maybe you need new equipment. Is it better to buy it in this year or wait till January? You know, so there are certain things that can be done before the end of the year, um, and that's that's where you get the information. So that's that's kind of an overall big arcing strategy, absolutely year to year and things like that. So there's month, there's day by day, there's yeah. month to month, there's year to year. What? Oh yeah. Do you find that maybe somebody comes to see you and they they're all fired up because they want to open their dreams, whatever it is that they're passionate about? And then they just get overwhelmed and, and they, they give up because it's just so much stuff around the periphery they weren't expecting. Um, or is there a unique personality trait that says, you know, come on, let's, I've got this entrepreneur spirit. I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, you, we have all of it. We have all of the above. I've had people come in who know exactly what they're going to do. They have a plan. They're ready to go. Everything is, and you kind of have to slow them down just a little bit. Let's, you know, let's see what's going on and and we're going to keep going, but you know, and then I have people who come in and they start talking and I start telling them what needs to be done and they will cry. I have been, I have absolutely been a psychologist. Oh, I'm laughing at somebody crying. Yeah, that's no, but, but it is, it, it's very overwhelming, especially yeah. if they've never done a business before. Yes. And I, I mean, even going back into the weeds of like the employment tax and unemployment tax and all the social security, like if you're as a business owner, not doing that, that hurts you come tax season, right? It will hurt you terribly because the IRS, (laughs) you know, sometimes you can make payments on your income tax and you're still going to get some penalty and interest. But when it comes, I mean, on, on your income tax, but when it comes to payroll taxes, they don't mess around because it's not your money. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's not it's not your money as a business owner. So if you don't get payroll taxes um, correct, you you know every quarter you have to file payroll tax returns every month, or you know depending on how much your payroll is, you have to make those payments in online 
uh, the federal and the FICA and Medicare to the EFTPS system and Georgia to the uh, Georgia Tax Center, GTC. So if you don't know that and you don't make it, not only are you going to have your normal expenses, you're going to have penalties and interest, which are not deductible. Yeah, otherwise, uh, it'll come a point in the year where you think, oh, I've made I've got $25,000 cash sitting in the bank, but that's really payroll taxes that oh, that you've forgotten about. Which, right. th- there are payroll service companies that, and, and is this something you do or do you, would you suggest, or does it amount, does it matter about the size of the business, the number of employees? Because when you run them through this payroll service, you're paying for the payroll service, of course, but they're doing it for you. They're, we, that's what we do. Yeah. We, um, we do the payroll for them. We make their payments um, every month or every two weeks or, so, or weekly. So they're never behind. They're never behind. Yeah. They're never behind. Um, and we make sure that the payroll taxes are done um, in a timely fashion. Uh, we make sure, like I said, that EFTPS and the GTC payments are made uh, without, you know, any delay. And, and that's one thing that's completely off the business owner's plate. That peace of mind that's right. is awesome. And what we tell them is, you know, you can run this business. I can't do what you're doing, whatever it is, if, especially if it's creative. I have no creative uh, cells in my brain. But let me do this side of it. You do what you do best, and the outcome usually is a whole lot better. And that way they can concentrate on their passion and they just know the math in their head is I've delegated this, I've outsourced this, it's X number of dollars, which includes your fee, but also the payroll itself and all the taxes and it's being done. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have to, they don't have to worry about that because that's very important. The same thing with income taxes, Um, you know, you, you have to. Do the business income tax if you have partnership, if you have a an S corp, or you know, and then the personal taxes, you know. So it's it's planning. All it is is planning day by day, month by month for the whole year. Well, this this may be another weeds question. That's okay. S corp, C corp, LLC, <laughs> a partnership, sole proprietor. <laughs> Uh, there's a litany of there are. And, and and there's there's ramifications and consequences pro and con of each one but like snc what does that mean well <laughs> a, a c corporation is just um a corporation it it pays taxes you know everything is accounted for all the income the expenses on the tax return and and a c corp is responsible for its own taxes okay okay an s corp is a little bit different it's called subchapter s corporation um it does the same thing you put in the uh, income and all of the expenses but the, the s corp does not pay taxes whatever that bottom line is net profit or net loss it's it's um put on a K-1, which is a form K-1, and that amount goes to the shareholders, whoever, you know, if it's if it's one person or if it's five people, it's divided, and it goes on your personal tax return. So that's the, that's the main difference there. So what are the pros and cons, risk and rewards of either? Well, th- the thing about that is if, if it's a, a major loss, you know, if you have a loss or you don't have other income, it could be a lower tax um, liability for you. 
on which one? On the escort. On the escort because That's it's, right. it's it's hitting your personal. That's right. Through the K one. Exactly. <laughs> any other and exactly. any other numbers and and letters that we could create for That's right. That's right. <laughs> and W twos and ten ninety nines. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then of course you have partnerships. You know, if you have a partner um, or partners, um, you can certainly. Um, asked to be, de- you know, at uh, IRS asked to be taxed as a as a partnership. Um, it does the same thing. You know, you get the K one, um, and and that'll go over like that. LLC is just a limited liability um, company. What I do with LLCs a lot of times is to um, make them an S corp for the most part, um, because otherwise it's just. If it's a one person, it's just sole proprietorship, taxed as, not it is, but taxed as a sole proprietor. And see, with the sole proprietor, um, you, you file a Schedule C, which is on the personal return. There's no business return. It's business on the personal. But you're subject to self-employment tax then. So, for instance, if you um, have a profit, um, remember I told you with FICA and Medicare, the, if you're an employee, the employee pays 7.65 and the employer pays 7.65. But with the C corporation, as the owner, you pay the whole 15.3%. Okay. Right. So, um, you know, a lot of businesses want to start out as a sole proprietor because there's not a lot of expense. You know, you don't have attorney expenses setting you up as a LLC or a corporation. Um. But when you start making, you know, significant profits, you can be taxed pretty significantly on that. Assuming you're making significant profits. <laughs> I always look to the positive. <laughs> well, well, you did, you did mention this five years of businesses. If they can make it to five years, you know, they pr- probably will be all right. What is the percentage of success failure within? Do you know? Um, <laughs> I really, yeah, I, I really don't know exactly what the what the percentage would be, but it's just one of those industry standards. Um, if a business can survive, because usually the first three to four or five years, you're building the business. You know, you're adding the new equipment, you're um, adding employees, you're adding extra lines to whatever it is that that your business does. So it it takes a while. I mean. Yeah, you can open up a storefront and, you know, start business immediately, but there's so much that needs to be done with new businesses. So, you know, it, it takes a while to establish it and establish your, your name, you know, the um, goodwill you have in the community, you know, uh, your customers. So that's usually just, um, you know, an arbitrary standard that they they use just um, – you know, to, to let people know about businesses. Well, because, you know, you hate to see them not succeed, but, right. but businesses do come and go. Some take root and they're around forever and, uh-huh. and some don't. So um, what are maybe some of the more common mistakes that people might make early that they should avoid? Is it, Would it be not finding somebody like you to help them first? <laughs> uh, well, I, I always love to, to work with new businesses. I mean, to yeah. me, it's exciting. It's something that... Because they're fired up. <laughs> oh, they're fired up. You know, they fire me up. And, of course, I love Rome. So anything that is new and different and, you know, will 
will really be something for our citizens. I mean, I just am all for it. So, yes, sometimes we celebrate a little bit early, but, you know, that's okay. (laughs) But, yeah, they just, it's just all the minutia that they need to know, they need to make sure is in place, they need to um, just have, have someone who can can guide them and lead them down the right path so they can do what they do best. And maybe it won't, you know, maybe after a year they're so successful that, you know, it's just, it's a no-brainer then. You know, it's easy after that. Easy. That's the plan. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I can imagine it would be daunting because if you start hiring people, you're on the hook. I mean, that's real money that's got to come. You got to come up with every week or month or however often right. payroll you know happens. Absolutely. And so there's there's risk reward for being the entrepreneur, I guess. That, oh yeah, <laughs> it's. Um, I remember when I started my business. I mean, I knew everything that needed to be done, and I was overwhelmed. Because I kept thinking, okay, I've got to have this and I've got to do this and let's get a business license and let's do this, you know. And as the owner, you are just worried about it, you know, 24 hours a day. I mean, that's it, it is. It's it's your baby. It's it's what you want to do. And so you're constantly thinking about it. Um, and so, you know, I at least knew what to do. It was just overwhelming because there's so much of it to do when you start your business. So what's been your relationship like? Because everybody in town knows you, but with the, <laughs> with the chamber over the years, you, you, you've done every, anything and everything, right? Well, <laughs> I try. <laughs> now, I, to me, the Chamber of Commerce is an absolute necessity for, for businesses, new businesses, existing businesses, old businesses, um, because they are a source of um, expertise and knowledge and anything to do with business, they are there. Um, I've served with the chamber, I want to say, since 2002, somewhere right around in there. Well, even before that, because I did Leadership Rome, in the olden days, <laughs> but um, it, it's oh, what, what class? Because there's like you just announced your latest class, didn't? Yeah, you? class forty one. Yeah, the best class ever. That's what. That's what. We, that's when I was in the best class ever. <laughs> so they all say that. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the, um, and and that's that's things that we do. I always give my new businesses that come in um, an application for the chamber. You know, oh. I always do. It's just part of my paperwork. Um, and, and also, you know, information about the city and, and different things like that. I just I just give it out and we talk about it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's definitely the, the chamber definitely is something that all businesses need to be a member of and not only be a member of, but become involved in and know their um, chamber staff, know what. Uh, products and um, information is available to them. So I've always been a, a major proponent of the, the chamber. I mean, I served as chairman one year. I've served treasurer. I've served small business action. I mean, whatever they ask me to do, I do. They ask <laughs> you to come on the podcast Yeah, today. we, they we always appreciate Abby, for sure. <laughs> She's our biggest cheerleader, one of them at least. <laughs> But I was going to ask you, do you get a lot of questions about write-offs? I feel like a lot of people don't understand what a write-off is for a business. Well, there's different words for it. Write-offs, deductions, expenses. It's 
it's anything that is an expense to the company that can be written off, if you want to use the word, you know, write off. Um, now, there's also things like, you know, bad debt. If, if you know you're not going to collect on um, certain accounts or whatever, you know, you call those write-offs. But, it, you know, it's an expense to the, the business. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There's so many, and the laws change every year, that if you're doing it yourself and you don't really keep up with, with the IRS and keep up with the new laws and, and regulations, then you could miss a lot of that stuff. Um, I know I do, and every accountant in this town um, gets um, emails from the IRS every day with um, suggestions. There are no such thing as IRS suggestions, (laughs) but (laughs) suggestions and um, new rules, new things that are coming out, um, things you can and can't do. A lot of it's information, but a lot of it is, you know, new um, regulations that are coming out. And so if you don't keep up with it, um, you can miss a lot of your expenses, write-offs, deductions. Well, that's yet another reason to use somebody like you if you are running a small business because things do change every year. And they're oh. not, you know, the small business person's not keeping track of that. And if numbers change, you know, the percentages that's change, right. things like that, um, that affects the bottom line. Um, I, I'm going to digress a minute. You, are you familiar with the Seinfeld show and the scene where they talked about write-offs? No, I, I, I've watched it, but I don't remember that one. <laughs> I know what the Seinfeld show is, okay? Before you hop on me about my age. Well, you can start making fun of me being an old man. Um, but there's a scene, people Google it, YouTube it, uh, where Kramer is talking about something got damaged in the mail, and he told Jerry, well, they can write it off. And Jerry's like, what? You don't even know what a write-off is. <laughs> and, and, and Kramer said, I don't. But they do, and they're the ones writing it off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you don't even know what a write-off is. Uh, classic comedy. I digress. So, uh, how did? And another thing I want to point out: the good news is for for the, for the services you provide, somebody that might feel overwhelmed by all of these numbers and everything. That's not a numbers person. They don't have to be if they use you because you are a numbers person. I love numbers. <laughs> I told you they make sense. Yeah. What, what, what's your background? I mean, how did you get into this? Well, I started off um, out of high school and went to Emory University, and I went into the medical field. Oh. Yes. And I worked um, ICU and ER for about 11, 12, some 12, 13 years doing that. So then I decided I was going to go back to school thinking I was going to do hospital administration. I liked the hospital, but... I didn't want to continue doing patient care, so I did, and I got my business degree, but I was one of those nerds who loved the accounting classes, <laughs> and so it just kind of progressed from there, so that's that's how that happened. And then you started your own business, so you had to, you, you mentioned earlier that it, it overwhelmed you a little bit, so you can speak to personal experience when people come to see you. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Well, I worked for um, some accounting firms first. I, right. First, I worked in Atlanta, and then I worked for accounting firms here. And then I decided at that point, it was about 2003, to open up my own business. And, you know, and so I, you know, I can tell them I started from scratch, too. You know, I started out of my home. 
um, and did it and then bought a building and, you know, went from there. But um, the what I did last year was last September, I sold my business and um, the young uh, gentleman that I sold it to, I used to work with his dad way back when. I knew him when he was eight years old. <laughs> and um, he is a fabulous accountant, and we work so well together. And it's been, it's been great. It really has. Well, any other um, things you want to touch on, Carly, or any final uh, words of wisdom? I was going to ask you, yeah, if there's anything that we didn't cover that, because obviously I am not a math person or an accountant, <laughs> and I don't want to give advice, but anything that I miss that maybe about any, I know the accounting world is huge, but anything else that maybe business owners need to maybe just be wary of, or maybe just, you know, this is another box on my checklist that needs to be done as an accountant and giving advice? Well, I would never discourage someone from their business. I mean, to me, if they have an idea and they have something that they want to do, I am ready, no matter what it is. You know, let's let's see how this can work. Let's, let's work on this. Let's see what we need to do. Um, so it, it's just, to me, it's exciting. You know, to see someone who comes in with a great idea, who wants to, um, you know, be be an entrepreneur, be a business owner, um, there's a lot to it. You know, just get um, advice, you know, talk to your attorney, talk to, you know, uh, us as accountants, talk to um, insurance people, you know, um, investment people, things like that. Just get a lot of information. Um don't hesitate to ask questions. I mean, ask as many questions as you possibly can. And another thing is start with the chamber. Let let them know what you want to do. They can help you in location. They can help you with, um, you know, different aspects of the city and the county. They know these things. They, they do this all the time. So you've got a lot of resources out there. You have a lot of people who are willing to help. Um, use them. Just, you know, call them, use them, and, and ask those questions. And never stop asking the questions because there's always going to be something that comes up. I tell people, don't don't let it pass. You know, if you have the question, call me right then and there. Because either you're going to forget the question or, it you know, you're going to get so busy that you forget about it, and it's not worth it. You know, a five-minute call can definitely fix anything that, you know, any of those questions that you have. So that's, that's my advice. Okay. I don't think I have anything else. I think Evie covered a lot in 35 minutes. So. <laughs> very, very informative. Yes. But the beauty of being a podcast, people can re-listen if something was like, Yes. Whoa. Or you can always contact us at the chamber, like Evie was saying, and we'll point you in a great direction if we don't know the answer we can get experts like evie and many other great accountants in rome to help you that's right what's your contact information if somebody wants to come to see you well um, we are now located at 506 riverside parkway suite 100 and um, open monday through friday so they can do that or they can always call justin or i and um, the number they can use is 706 237-6070. Uh, you have a website or social media, or are you a call me or come see me person? 
I'd rather you come see, call me, set up an appointment, and let's talk. I like face-to-face. I like to see the person. I like to have that personal uh, contact. Good for you. Carly, uh, contact information for the chamber? Yes, you can always contact me at kparker at romega.com and then our website, romega.com as well. Um, That is our website and all our contact information, our director of communications, our president's information is on there, workforce. So any questions you might have, you can contact any of us through the website. Well, And check out the website because you guys are always busy. There's yes, we always have events. We have job postings. Ribbon we have cuttings, leadership Rome. Ribbon, yes, yeah. applications, oh. news, anything that's going on in Rome for car- commerce. We're your center. So, well, uh, it's a great place to do business, and great, great series here that the chamber has been doing. You know this business resource series. So, if you're considering starting a business here in Rome, hopefully, this has been a a resource for you listening to this podcast. If you're listening anywhere in the world on the web, as they say, come see us. (laughs) Come see us here in downtown Rome, Georgia. You've been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Show here on Rome Business Radio. I'm Roger Manis, and we broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios in downtown Rome on Broad Street. Thank you so much for listening.